This week on Movie Time Machine, in a future world devastated by disease, a convict is sent back in time to gather information about the man-made virus that wiped out most of the human population on the planet. This is 12 Monkeys. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, 12 Monkeys, released in the year 1995, directed by Terry Gilliam, starring Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt, and Madeline Stowe. I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and let me introduce you to my Time Machine co-host. First, I think it's about time he gets on that series of Survivor. It's Jamie. Come on in, guys. (laughs) And he lives in the entertainment past more than the present. That's Casey. I, I really don't even know what year it is anymore, you guys. <laughs> and finally, our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge. And if they made an NES game about the 12 monkeys, I bet he would own it. It's James. I was just thinking, I don't think I ever saw it'd be like a PlayStation game, wouldn't it? Like PlayStation one. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a no. Wait, that's not 12 monkeys. I'm thinking of fifth element. <laughs> oh, they definitely made that. They I def- do remember yeah. that. <laughs> and there's also a wicked awesome Die Hard game. So if we're going with Bruce Willis PlayStation first edition series, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, I think that was actually good. The Die Hard game on PlayStation. Yeah, it was very good. That was one of yeah. my favorite ones. Sweet. Those are the games that when you go back, like in your memory, they like seem so fun and cool. But like then you actually watch like a video of them, and be like wow, like how was I playing that? <laughs> Well, when PlayStation Classic came out, I was so excited to play um, Metal Gear. And and don't get me wrong, it's still nostalgia. It came back. But I was like, oh, my God, how did I get through this? Like, it just seems like everything was so boxy and slow. And I'm just like, I don't know how I thought this was like the best thing ever. But, but it was amazing back then. It was it, that's, nuts. It, I mean, that's the thing is like it just keeps getting better and better and better. But I mean, you think the same thing about even like, oh, we went from DVD to HD DVD and Blu-ray and now we're at 4K and like and like I think some of the uh players these days are like or I think it's the PlayStation 5 that's like it's 8K capability I'm like what? how how crystal clear can we get right <laughs> like, my eyes aren't even that good am I playing the game or is it playing me oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's no controllers in the future you just think and it does it yeah. you don't yeah. even play that's it. the place hands the PlayStation like 9 toy <laughs> that's that's the PlayStation 9 commercial Remember that? From That's the, kind of VR. I mean, you yeah. put the headset on, just move around. True, true. They yeah, though some were kind of like uh, it's like uh, senses like the movement of like your hand gestures and your, even your fingers. Oh, like they can buttons. do that now. It's nuts. Nuts. So, what do you guys been up to since the last time we got together? Any kind of new um, entertainment film, TV that you want to highlight since last time? I mean, nothing good i definitely went down this rabbit hole uh i think i was telling you guys a little bit about it but on amazon like when you're watching an amazon movie it like up at the top it'll say customers also watched or bought and then it will go down a line listing and so like i went down this rabbit hole of like i watched max Payne, and then it's like customers who watch max Payne also watched <laughs> the shadow and then who also watched the phantom with billy zane who also watched Double Dragon with Scott Wolf. And I'm oh like, my. I know. And like, and uh, so Double Dragon is kind of where I left off where I was like, 
who also bought. And then I started looking and I'm like, there's literally nothing else I've heard of or, and I had little interest in watching and I probably didn't even want to watch double dragon. So far, I was always just curious and double dragon was so bad. It's, it it makes me curious to <laughs> like, if we look up the box office for double dragon, like how does a film like this get made? And my answer has to be solely on the, the NES game popularity was so high that they were like, just put it out there. Kids will want, Oh, their parents will buy them tickets. Like kind of like Mario brothers, which also I've never seen. I just hear it with John Logazamo and Bob Hoskins that it's really bad. So I don't know. That was one that really suffered from rewatching as an adult. Like I should have left my memory of super Mario brothers in the nineties blockbuster era. My brother and I would rent the hell out of that tape and it was so good. And then you rewatch it, and it is so not. Oh, no. I was going to rewatch that. I shouldn't, is what it, you're saying. So, Casey, it's a fun, bad movie. It's, I mean, I think you and I, aren't we both John Leguizamo super fans, or is that James? Indeed. No, I, I'm right there it's with you. you. All right. <laughs> yes, that's what makes me want to go back. Oh, man. All right. Maybe, maybe you need like to like MST3K prepare. it or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. It's, it, it is fun, though. It's not good, but it's bad fun. So I, I would give it another give it another shot. So uh, I haven't watched a ton of stuff. Um, my wife actually started watching it. Therefore, on the side, I've been watching it um, is the Irregulars on Netflix, um, which is, I believe, a Sherlock Holmes esque spinoff show, because um, I think the Irregulars are a group of like, you know, street kids that help out Sherlock in some of those stories. This is uh, an adaptation of that. Um not super into it uh it's it's kind of interesting at times but it adds like this supernatural twist to it and there's like abilities and magic and so that kind of takes me out of it a little bit i don't know it's it's uh it's okay for a netflix show uh the other thing i want to pump though and i've talked about them before back to youtube recommendations uh, i mentioned the channel once all gas no breaks it's like uh guerrilla documentary or guerrilla journalism type stuff where he just goes and interviews people in these crazy places there's some crazy shit that went down um with his like he, he had signed a contract with some shady company back in the day to do this show uh and so technically he didn't own all gas no breaks um and like they took his patreon from him and all this crazy oh, stuff no. so he's back under a new channel he's called channel five now and uh, channel five with andrew callaghan Oh, that's brilliant. Channel five. Yeah. So he's channel five now and it's, he has a new video where he's, uh, he's in Miami for spring break and it's everything you expect from one of his videos. It's just like cringe, insane. There's some really, some really goofy things that go on. Cause, uh, he's hilarious. So that's yeah, the other like thing I want to bring up. I have to check that out. That's a bummer though, but at least he's now yeah, whatever. I mean, I love that name, all back. gas, no break. So it's a bummer like that he lost that, line. but channel five is kind of funny. Cause it's, he does wear that that tacky brown suit and just goes and parties. Uh, it, so it works really well. I don't know. It's it's a good one. It's a good uh, good first video for his new channel. That's one of my favorite recommendations you've given us, Casey. That that YouTube channel has just yielded so many rewards. Oh, it's so good. I'll I'll keep trying to be your your scraper of internet content. I appreciate it. <laughs> is that, is that what it's called? A scraper. I'm a scraper. I don't know what, what about. I know I'm a, I'm a, a scraper, scraper well, a baker, I mean, I and a candlestick it. maker. Now, what is it? Uh, oh, I can't think of the, the term for what I would be. I'm, I scrape it. I just scrape the internet, and I give you all the good stuff, and I throw all the phlegm down the drain. I know I was, uh, I was watching that Q documentary on HBO, and they were saying, like, the people 
that would like take like the Q drops and like do their own um oh, interpretation person. of it was yeah, they're so called dumb. bakers. <laughs> How bad is it if like your whole ideology needs to be taken and interpreted and twisted every single time? Like that's so nuts. I think I saw a dude uh my the dude that I watch on Twitch. I think he I watched some clips of him as he was watching that documentary. Mm-hmm. And if it's the same one, like some of these people are just nuts. I can't even. I can't even. Yeah. Jamie, what have you been up to? So I have been. Um, God, I was just thinking. Can you imagine if you know people who are that much into QAnon just like put that time and energy into like the Ros- Rosetta Stone into deciphering that? Just how advanced we'd be as a society. Anyway, that's not where <laughs> we're at. Um, I. <laughs> I have been doing a little bit of Oscars research. Um before the ceremony and i stumbled upon i told you guys this in the chat but if any of our listeners have not seen the white tiger on netflix i watched it on a whim it's about um a driver in india by a driver he's like a personal uber driver for a wealthy family and um he's trying to rise above his station and it was really good it was a wonderful little surprise and i would say um watch the trailer on netflix because You'll know right away if you're in or out on this movie. I watched the preview and I was like, yep, this is what I'm watching next. Very few films will actually make me stop my Netflix scrolling to just pick this movie. But this one did it. I I loved it. Super entertaining. And I would recommend The White Tiger. And now I'm just on like a Hindi rap kick. It's really weird. <laughs> is that like after I watched Slumdog Millionaire, I couldn't get enough of Jai Ho? <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Okay. That's exactly what's going on. I suppose I should kick it to somebody. James, are uh, you doing Oscar research? <laughs> oh, sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I was like, I was like, I think we lost everybody. Um, no, actually, after you sent that recommendation, which thank you, I think my wife and I are going to watch that this weekend, probably tomorrow night. I think. Um, yes. I had realized it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I am so off of the Oscar. I'm so used to it coming out. Um, towards my birthday, towards the end of February, where like that's my like it's February. This is my Oscar time, like, and I put the effort into w- watching a bunch that I hadn't seen, and including all the docs and all that stuff that come out in the short films. And like since with COVID and everything, and uh, like not thinking we were going to have one this year, and then all of a sudden in March they announced we were. I'm like, uh, what? And I'm just off of it. I'm off my game with that. So. I started uh, looking to see what was available like on Netflix and stuff. So like, I think we're going to try to hit up that documentary this weekend and uh, Mank, uh, I think is on Netflix maybe this weekend. And so there's a couple we're going to try to hit up because the Oscars, I believe are next Sunday, not this Sunday. So yes, I think you're correct. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm honestly like, besides looking at the initial results, like when they did come out, I couldn't re I couldn't recite them to you right now. I have no idea what's up for anything. Uh, I, I, so I'll be doing my research this week, I guess, and seeing how far I get. Nice. Yeah, and since you brought that up, Jamie, I was like, oh, maybe um, I've never been too big on the Oscars, but maybe I should kind of just kind of get up to speed on what's going on or probably might be good for a future conversation here in the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I started to dive in. Um, I watched the was it two distant strangers that's on netflix now i think it's nominated for best short film um i think it's like only 20 25 minutes long so i definitely recommend that i was kind of like what 
kind of iffy on it at the beginning, but like halfway through, I was like, oh, okay, this is like getting really good. I kind of see what kind of picture they're trying to paint here. So definitely recommend that. Check that out. Then um, also jumped into Trial of the Chicago 7, um, which is I thought was a good movie, but I mean, I don't think it's like Oscar material, but um, I know we had some conversation about that kind of earlier in the week. But um, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, um, definitely liked Judas uh, better than that one. So, but I think those are the only two I've seen out, out of the Best Picture nominees. So, I'm gonna try to get some more of those films under my belt before what the next week here. So, <laughs> see yeah, how so successful with, I am at that. With you naming those two, Chad, I'm like, okay, cool. That's two off my list. I've seen those. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'll just have to keep going. But yeah, this year was just so. Uh, it was just such a strange year, and that. I feel like uh, everything should be almost available to see on some sort of streaming service at this point um, to, that right. was nominated. So I feel yeah. like it should be an easier to get caught up, but I think I'm a little bit too little too late for um, when the, the ceremony is going to be. But I don't know. I'd be interested to see how the ceremony is going to be. I haven't watched it. Has anybody watched any uh, live award shows this year? I mean, I watched, I think it was the Golden Globe intro with no audience really or very little audience. Um, and I think, yeah, it was one where Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were Tina Fey, I think was in New York and Amy Poehler was in LA and they like did a split screen and hosted. Um, I don't know. I think they did okay with it and they did as good as I think they can, but it'll be interesting. I'm assuming they still have no, no host this year. Yeah. (laughs) It should just be like, um, what's the robot that they put on like Jeopardy? Oh, the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. <laughs> uh, oh, I was gonna say Max Hedrum. Max Hedrum. Yeah, that would be rad, right? God, that would be good. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our movie of the week. This week's film is Twelve Monkeys. It came out in nineteen ninety five. Uh, this is my pick for this episode, and I haven't seen this in in quite a while. And I used to own this on VHS. Um, so I, I watched it quite a wait, bit. Wait, hold on, hold on. What is that? A, a, like a special DVD? VHS. Is that like is that is that like HD Blu-ray? What is what is that? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like tape. Is that something you can get on the App Store? Can I get <laughs> that on the App Store? Yeah, I wish you know. It's, it's like it's very like, hot it's, stream. It's it's this it's this media that's called physical media, where it's Whoa, like. Oh, hold on! I have to exercise to watch something. Yes. Yep. You have to exercise. You have Bullshit. to pick something up and like put it. Yeah, have to stick it in. Count me out. <laughs> yeah, but I was really wanted to go back and check this out and kind of see if it held up. And I was unsure if this would be too soon with the the current pandemic at hand. But um, mm. yeah, but before I got, I, you know, I obviously like this film. That's why I picked it. But um, yeah, I like the I'm curious what um, your guys's kind of feelings are in this movie. I think most the people have seen it before or they haven't seen it in quite a long time. You know, I I might as well just say I've never seen it. I did watch it when I was younger, um, but uh, yeah, I I I I think the only thing I really remembered was like the insane asylum stuff with Brad Pitt, um, mm. and maybe I, I don't know. Maybe when I watched it, I didn't even finish it. I can't really re- remember, but um, it was almost like watching it for the first time. And you made you made a comment in in our chat too. You said this is like a movie you have to watch more than once. So I did actually have to watch it a second time, and I agree with you a hundred percent. Like the things you pick up 
and the, the details you notice the second time through were huge. It's it's definitely something you should give a second viewing to if uh, you've only seen it the one time. Mm. Indeed. What about you, Jamie? Like you were kind of in the same boat. Yeah, this was um, my first time seeing this as well. And it was, I remember it was always talked about as one of those movies, as Chad says, with a twist. Like, um, <laughs> y- you know, your sevens or your sixth sense, um, those kind of things. And actually, I didn't find it to be kind of advertised as that because um, I the more I tried to, the more I stopped trying to make all the pieces of the story fit together and just kind of lean into we're all mad and it's all a dream and <laughs> that kind of mindset it kind of I don't know I felt like that was kind of more of the spirit of the film but I I really loved it I mean it was like a gritty sci-fi um movie wrapped up into a cool 90s chase film so yeah it it really worked for me um what about you James um, yeah, I like this movie. I so I'm one who watched it a little bit more recently because I went down a '90s kick of like I was like, all right, what's another like you know supposedly '90s uh, good '90s movie? So I watched it for I think I watched it once in high school. Didn't remember very well the last time, but I watched it probably about six months ago. But also watching it this time, like I still really appreciated it, and also I was catch I was picking up on things I didn't notice um, the first time. Can we just talk about Madeline Stowe? I mean, I meant the only one who's like, man, she is hot. You just opened the door, right? Let's go. All right. Madeline Stowe, man. Like, I think that I remember her in, uh, oh God, was it like the General's Last Daughter of and Last of the Mohicans? And like, she was this like uh, kind of mid, late 90s, uh, like really cute, I think talented actress. And I then I don't think I've seen her in anything recently. I think the last thing, I think my wife said that uh, she saw her, she was in the show Revenge with uh sharon carter or the lady that plays sharon carter in uh falcon and winter soldier all right whatever i'm like going six degrees of people uh <laughs> anyways so <laughs> anyways I'm just we, saying, we haven't I, gotten like, the kevin bacon yet yeah we haven't gotten not kevin yet <laughs> not yet but uh i don't know i just thought that she was just one of these uh very cute talented actresses, and I, and I just think that i haven't seen a lot of her more recently but i did enjoy this movie i think it's interesting to me that so brad pitt won uh, best supporting actor in this movie. I didn't look up yet. What else was? Who else was up for what that year? But what are your thoughts on that? Like, I think Brad Pitt did a, an okay job, but best actor that year or best supporting? I don't. What what would we be up against here? What would he be up against? This is nineteen ninety five. So what is this? Pulp Fiction year? Or is that the year before? That was the year before. So this would be the 96 ceremonies, 95 films. And while Chad's looking that up, I, I think he was really good for me. He, I actually found him to be like a little extra, which I can't believe I'm saying because I'm a huge Brad Pitt fan. But I that's that's honestly kind of how I felt. I don't know. I don't know. I, I thought he was awesome. I guess I don't I guess I'm trying to see what he was up against, but. I think for oh, me was sorry like, he didn't win. Okay, I I'm sorry. He was I nominated, but he didn't win. Hold on, now I'm looking at two different things. Hold on, I'm going back to what I looked at. He was definitely nominated. I thought he won it. Maybe I read that wrong because I, I know for a fact now that I'm looking at the winner. I'm like, no, he won. I I misread that. Never mind. He was just a nominated character person. Okay, because the winner was Kevin Spacey for Usual Suspects. <laughs> oh yeah, That's nominee. Yeah. 
Which I'm like, as soon as I saw Spacey, I'm like, no, for sure, Spacey won Usual Suspects that year. That's when, like, everybody just wanted everything Kevin Spacey until more recent events. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, man, Ed Harris for Apollo 13? God, I wish he would have won that year. I love Apollo 13. Um, Oscar nominations was, yeah, best... Yeah, best supporting actor Brad Pitt, then best costume design Julie Weiss. Sorry, sorry, Brad. If I actually now that I'm saying even out loud, I think Brad won for Moneyball, and that was his first Oscar, if I remember correctly. No, it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He didn't win for Moneyball. Did he what? not? Was he just up for it? God, I am not the Oscar snubbed. Well, at least I don't think so. He did. Um, guys, our go. living encyclopedia of movie knowledge. Uh, guys, guys, I, thought... I think it was the vaccine. The shot. It <laughs> right. took my abilities away. No! <laughs> Hit the blood clots. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm clotting up. <laughs> Women between 18 and 45 are clotting. <laughs> guys between 18 and 45 are losing their movie knowledge. This is so... Yonsen what am I going to do with my Yonsen life? Yonsen. I, I do not have math to backfill this. <laughs> Oh God, where are we now? Uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, speaking, so I just read off like the Oscar nominee for uh, costume design. Um, I thought they did a really good job of kind of making this like dystopian future look like really patched together, and that's what I love about like anything that depicts like a future where it's not like this clean and shiny, like you know high-tech feature like i like it where it's like it looks like yeah somebody took you know it's like scraping together every little bit of technology that they have to do something crazy like make a time machine but um, or a chair for to interrogate somebody on with like a um a sphere with like faces on it that's always kind of reminded me of the um, interrogation scene from a new hope but yeah what's what are you guys' thoughts on just like the design, character design, costume design, and just like the aesthetic of the film um, between like modern day um, and that dystopian future part of it. I I actually was a big fan of the dystopian future stuff. I thought uh, it was very Gilliam-esque. Uh, I thought it was just quirky. Um, the way that, that it was kind of presented, it was very steampunk-like, um, like the, yeah. the machine that sends them back through time, that big plastic tube. The fact that they're on these the like this big chair that they strap them to and shoot them up really high, like a lot of that stuff, and like the 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 screens that are moving around in front of him, it's all like unnecessary and and just design uh flair, right? And that's kind of it feels kind of Gilliam and kind of just weird and quirky for the sake of just this this art piece. And I think it works really well. I'm not not pooing. I love the uh, the steampunky kind of vibe of the dystopian future. Yeah, that's where it reminds me of now that you say that the the Gilliam like kind of like connection. Um, I remember I haven't watched it, but I remember just watching like the first like five ten minutes of Brazil on something, and it kind of had like that same feeling on it. I was like, man, I really need to go back and like kind of because those early films. I know he kind of has a lot of that kind of input and character in those films as well. Well, and what what else I think is really cool is that um, we talked about academy awards and i think we're going to talk about box office later but it struck me like this movie made money and was nominated for oscars so like i think culture wise we were really willing to get a little weird in the 90s with you know our sci-fi and i just think of 
you know, the X-Files is a huge primetime TV show on Fox. And then I think it all culminates to The Matrix in 1999. Like, that's the movie we were all building towards. But, yeah, I was just struck by, like, how willing we were to go there in the 90s. I Like, I don't know that an audience today would be eager for it. Maybe they would, though, with the way technology has kind of grown. So I could be wrong. I was looking at, like... uh even the sets like so yeah there was a lot of detail and kind of quirkiness to the uh the future scenes or whatnot but like when he's putting on like basically the giant condom all over his body and then puts the clear suit on him before he goes to the up to the real world um and all that like but like just like or like just putting on all the latex everywhere but the detail in the 90s or in the past for them like so in 96 like they had to like spray paint the 12 monkey signs on the the walls of the streets of wherever they were filming. And then they had to cover them with all the posters of like a, a typical Philadelphia, New York esque scene. It just seemed like between the extras and all the little details that they had, like where of um, like, you know, homeless people running around or, or laying around and they like where there's just like mattresses everywhere. Like, I don't know if they filmed a, a, where all that stuff was already there or like they had to like find all this clutter even to like throw in all these different scenes. It seemed like that where like all their money had to have gone to set design and not anywhere else. I don't know. That was just my feeling on a lot of it. Well, they got, they found a lot of muse posters somewhere. So maybe they were already up. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of like back in the day when you used to go to like first Avenue, they used to have maybe what, I haven't been there so long now, but like, was it maybe like when you first walked in or when I was on like the side of the building, like it had like a wall where like they would just like staple up all like these, like, you know, paper copied like posters of like shows coming up. And I always remember like tearing those down and, you know, bringing them home. And that was like my decor Putting them on your walls. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I, I agree with you, James. I, for a lot of the movie, I, was wondering if it was a set or if they just like drove to you know the city of like downtown baltimore to film this movie or even like i kind of got a chicago vibe from some of the street scenes too i know it's in baltimore but you know i was like man are they just out there on the streets because i that that's what it looked like i mean it looked really raw and super realistic yeah, it definitely looked like guerrilla style filming. And yeah, Baltimore. I could I said Philadelphia earlier. I couldn't remember where it was. Um, but yeah, it's like, here, quick, go shoot this scene and like hopefully we don't get in trouble. Like, yeah, like Bruce Willis actually killed a guy in that theater. Like, and they were like, let's just go with it. We'll say they're actors. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's protecting Madeline. Thanks, bud. Uh, so it's um so Bruce Willis. So this this is like a Bruce Willis action film i know like i was reading that he was kind of um one sure of whether to like maybe it was him or maybe it was i don't know the director whether they should sign bruce willis or not for this movie because of his like kind of action like kind of typecast you know personality or like in hollywood if that would impact like this role in this film but um I remember this is kind of like the part where I actually started like getting really getting into Bruce Willis. You know, I'm not wasn't really into the like the Die Hard movies and stuff like that. Sorry, guys. But because um, like right before this, too, like I see him in like Pulp Fiction and then I see him in 12 Monkeys and like I'm like, holy shit. I like, kind of like these kind of independent or kind of not um, kind of mainstream type films, even though it made almost 170 million million. But um, 
Yeah, what are your thoughts of Bruce Willis in this movie? I mean, I thought it was good. To your point, like, I think probably, yeah, when I think of Bruce Willis, I do think of some, uh, like, an action star uh, until, like, I don't know, a later movie would be Unbreakable, where he seemed, or even Sixth Sense, where he oh, plays yeah. this more soft-spoken yeah. kind of guy. Um, and that's kind of, like, in this one, I feel like he was, I mean, there's definitely, like, sure, there's some action scenes where he gets in a couple, you know, fights or whatnot but he definitely for the most part is just like this drooling kind of soft-spoken crazy person which is something i don't feel like we'd seen him in before so i could see why they would be cautious of that and but i think he did a good job um i think the other one that i read about that he was terry was worried about was brad pitt wouldn't be able to pull off like the nervous yeah like rapid speech and yeah then ultimately they just took away his cigarettes and then he did it perfectly I thought Bruce Willis is really good, but Brad Pitt, I thought, killed it. Some of those, like, expressions he could get with the, like, weird eye, and you you just see, like, the madness. (laughs) He did that really well. Yeah. That's clearly a contact, right? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, he's he's wearing contacts, right? No, yeah, I know. He, I think so, but just the way that he could, like, contort his face perfectly to just kind of show that (laughs) it wasn't just the eyeball. It was the expression, right? His one eye was, like, open a little bit bigger, Especially when uh, when his dad like tells him he's crazy in the van, and then he like stares there and he goes, "No, I'm not." Like that, is, I don't know. That sold it. That yeah. that perf- that was so perfect. Like you could see how much it affected him, and he was actually crazy, but then was upset. Like that was the f- only thing that actually got to him was that he, his dad called him crazy. It was just he's great. Got that like Tyler Durden <gasps> laugh. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just like yeah, yeah it's perfect. <laughs> And like the middle finger, just flipping everyone off right. that little tick of a thing. I just he had these little ticks, these quirks, and he and they were pretty consistent. So I know uh, Brad Pitt. I think maybe gets some knock because he plays kind of similar, sameish roles sometimes. Maybe I don't know the the Hollywood hunk, but like I don't know. This was I thought this was really well done. Well, and I love. I I'm sure we'll get to favorite scenes later. But when he's giving Bruce Willis the tour when he first gets to the hospital, that oh my god, that killed me. He's a uh, <laughs> Right over, hey, that's my chair. That's oh yeah, that's my chair. He, he comes back that he comes back to that chair like multiple times, especially like later, like when like uh, I think that's like when Bruce Will- he gives Bruce Willis the key and like the whole place is going crazy. Like the guy sits in his chair again as Brad Pitt's going like like is going past the chair. He's like out of my chair. He's like chair. I just yeah. like he keeps on coming back to that. But um, yeah, why don't we kind of go into favorite scenes since um, you're saying that? Why don't you kind of dive into that a little bit more? What's what do you like most about the that tour jamie well i i think it's like you you know you're in the nut house and he's just give like it's his home so he's giving him a tour of his home and you're just so clearly in topsy-turvy land and um god what does he say about the tv like yeah here's the commercials they they want you to watch those don't watch those and you'll get sucked <laughs> in or whatever and um yeah he's just so manic but he's like but he's still kind of with it because he's cracking jokes and he's aware of the situation he's in and kind of aware of how crazy he is. So I, I just think he plays it so great. He's <laughs> like, got to lock up the games because you don't want the games to get out the crazy get out to the outside world to make everyone else crazy. Oh, yeah. And even when he's like pointing out the board games, talking about how they make you they're like, this is going to make your brain numb or whatever. But as he's walking by, there's the cabinet of locked games. Uh, that line always gets me when he's like, ah, even the games want to get out. Yeah. Or something like that, <laughs> right. those yeah. Locked up. 
Yeah, it's brilliant. What about um you have any favorite scenes, Casey, you want to talk about? I uh I think the opening where he actually goes up to the surface in the snow, I think is a pretty fascinating scene. Um I go back and forth because obviously like they did it that way to to give that ambiance of, you know, the world being destroyed right. and it's all dystopian. But if you think about it, if a virus was gonna take the world, it's the 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 top I, I guess I still don't understand why they mm. went underground that much. Hey, other Casey, than maybe do you want to st- avoid the air? Hey, Casey, do you want to start that thought up over again? We might have lost you because it said you were offline. Ah, oh, crap. Oh, oh Casey, I see your, I see all of yours. Yeah, oh, OK. Never mind. Sorry. Well, you can cut and splice it. Too, yeah. But yeah, I never really understood why they would be underground um, if it was a virus, you know, where they wouldn't just build like bubble worlds. So they could st- the sun is such uh, an important resource. So it makes no sense to me why they'd be down there and like the it was clearly like winter time and kind of gross and, and dark but i did like that um especially watching it the second time that that opening sequence before he even goes back in time for the first time they oh my gosh terry just gives he gives it away from the very get-go and you just don't get it um until obviously because you don't know how it is all going to happen and end but there's like those scenes where they're showing uh, the animals and everything. Mm-hmm. And they, they specifically cut from the 12 monkeys poster saying we did it to the lion. And it's like, he's telling you, well, that's what they did. That's all they accomplished. He's telling you that in the first like yeah. few scenes of the movie, but you have no idea that he's like giving it away right away. So I really like that opening dystopian, like uh, ruined city scape. Yeah. He does a lot of cool stuff there to where, almost everything that you see kind of in that opening scene is it, it comes back to it, you know, like he keeps on coming back to the Like you see like the bear in like the storefront. Um, then there's like the part where he like looks up when he's in like the, he's inside the store and like, you see like um, everything is kind of like knocked over. It's old, but it's all like Christmas shit. Then like, he's in the store when he's back in 1996 or whatever. It's he looks up, you know, like all these things kind of come back to that opening scene, what he sees. So I kind of like, yeah, like kind of what you're saying, though, it's it's everything is actually all right there in that beginning. It's reflected. Yeah, And watching the second time, he does that a lot. There's a lot of little subtle nods where he's Mm -hmm. like telling you exactly what's going on. So that's why I said earlier that I think it's you're right. It's absolutely a movie um, that you should watch a second time because you're going to pick up a lot of those things. Um, I don't know about favorite scenes, but one of the funniest lines to me and like, yeah, the scene is just so brief, but when they're in the hotel room and the, the pimp shows up thinking like he, like this girl's in uh, and guy are in his neighborhood Oh, <laughs> and he, and Bruce, you know, takes him out in the bathroom, or whatever. And then Bruce ends up taking out his teeth. And some of the cops come, he's like, Hey, is that the cops? I'm an innocent victim here. I was attacked by a coked up whore and a fucking crazy dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. And like, I, for, I just forgot that line, even though I watched it like a little while ago. But as soon as I heard that, I busted out laughing. Oh, really, that's really awesome. I forgot about that. That's hilarious. That one's got some good ones. She's not a lady. That's my psychiatrist. When he's talking yeah. to the to the manager, yeah, well, he's that's like, a recurring thing. He yeah. tells everyone that it's his psych. Even at the airport, if you listen closely when they're arguing at the very end, he's like yelling at the security person, "Hey, this is my psychiatrist." <laughs> uh, 
talk, kind of talking about like maybe not my favorite scene, but I it it cracks me up every time is when he is in the nut house and it's like Brad Pitt kind of leaves him with the one dude and he's like the we're saying like I find myself on the planet Ogo part of an intellectual elite preparing to subjugate the barbarian hordes on Pluto. <laughs> it starts going into like, uh, I am mentally divergent. <laughs> Are you also divergent friend? And he's, it pans down and he's wearing the bunny slippers. <laughs> like, and it's probably the first time I ever heard the word. I feel like divergent, divergent, the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is that divergent? Is that one of those kind of like young adult dystopian, yeah, it Series came out around the same time as Twilight. Mm. Divergent. That's some kind of like anti. Well, wasn't it kind of like Hunger Games a little bit? Or yeah, like... it's like around that same time, like dystopian world. Um, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Like Hunger Games. Or not exactly, but it's got the same idea as that. It's a young adult book uh, where it takes place in dystopian world with teen love interests and whatnot. I feel like even like Casey was saying with the show that he was just watching that they gave uh like takes place in Victorian London with uh Sherlock Holmes type characters, but they happen to have magic powers. I was just thinking about that the other day where I'm like, okay, so we had like a decade of dystopian teen love dramas and now we're down. Now we can't do that without them having magic involved. Like, so what's the next thing uh, that we're going to be all in on? I'm sure it's going to go back to like some like Greek, Greek God stuff or something. <laughs> oh, so speaking of like watching this in the middle of a pandemic that doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon. Um, did any of that like, like cross your mind or like while watching this film, like any kind of comparisons or um, analogs to what's going on today? Or not? <laughs> Shoot him! I I lost Chad there for a second. All right, am I back oh, now? You're back. Or I mean, I, Chad, I had you the whole time. But okay. Um. So Casey, he was asking if uh, with the with the pandemic happening right now, did that affect your movie watching, or did it make you feel differently about how you were watching it? I mean, nah, dude. I got that poke, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chad, for me, not, not really. Like until you actually even mentioned it, that was not even in my like sight line. Even when I was like, when we were like uh, last March, shut down, all that kind of stuff, and I was looking for pandemic movies to watch, like Outbreak and Contagion. Yeah. Never once did I think of Twelve Monkeys, which makes me super sad <laughs> that I didn't <laughs> think of it then. Uh, but and now we're just so far into it that like that's not where my head's going anymore. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Yeah. It it was interesting. Like now we're trying to, you know, reach herd immunity. We're trying to fight so hard with science to, um, we 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 fell behind, but we're trying to kind of like take three steps forward where we took two steps back. So I thought it was kind of cool that you know, his main focus is to like, they know it happens. So he's trying to put all that energy into preventing it, or at least learning enough so that they can kind of have a better outcome in the future. So I think if there were any parallels that that was one I took from it, just kind of how frantic he is to learn as much as possible about what happened. Well, hold on, that actually brings up a good point because I didn't catch this the first time around in that. And, and I, maybe this is, common knowledge with this movie but 
the people in the future wanted the virus to happen. They didn't want to stop it ever. That was never the purpose. That's what yeah. blew kind of my mind when I didn't get that. That's the whole purpose of that lady on the plane. That lady's from the future. Yep. And she's and he's like, What do you what 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 work are you? And she says, yeah. insurance. <laughs> so she's literally there to make sure that no matter what, this virus still goes around. All they care about is knowing the origin of it so they can they can fix shit in the future. They don't care about the past. They don't want to save anyone. They just want right. the future to be nicer. That kind of like was a mind explosion once I connected those dots the second time. Yeah, Bruce Willis's character Cole like says it quite often. Like he says, like I'm not here to change the future, or not here. To, yeah, not here to change the future. Not here to change the future. Like we just. But, like, but I think, <clears throat> I think he thinks that that there that they can't change the future. But clearly, the fact that that lady came back on the plane means that he was having some effect, and that the future could be changed. And they were coming back to make sure that no matter what that happens so uh, sorry i let me i'll i'll go further into it because i was doing some reading about it because yeah. that's what i do with stupid movies like this <laughs> but like that's the whole purpose of uh what's his face uh what was his friend that he ran into back in the war as well jose yeah. jose that's like the reason jose came there it, it, he gives him the gun and then uh what's her face tells him like tells him who they have to go shoot and he dips he has nothing else to do because his job was to give him the gun and then they were all going to watch who they chased because yep. Cole told them that it was at the airport, but he never told them who it was and they didn't know yet because they wanted to make sure that that shit still happened. So that, yeah, all those dots finally connecting kind of blew my mind and I thought the ending got even more crazy and uh, out of the whole movie, I think, got even more interesting once I kind of made that clicking connection. You see those little subtle things where they're, I think there was a line that one of the person people in the future referred to the past as like that that dead world or that uh, lost world in a way like they they had no intention of trying to save the past. Right. Hold hold on. This is not how I read it at all, and I'm like really like now I need to watch it again. I assume when she's like I'm insurance because they Bruce didn't kill that guy. He did point him out, but now like okay they caught that. So you know what? What send that lady back to the future because guess what? You know, that just happened a second ago for her. So and then she was going to kill that dude on the plane. Why didn't why did she sit on the plane with him then? Like if her job was to kill him, just kill him. That That's the fact that she has the seat next to him is even more telling. She literally got the seat next to him in the event that Cole killed him. She could just grab the bag and do it herself. Is anybody else? Jamie, what are your thoughts here? So I Casey is blowing my mind with this theory because I never thought about it that way with her as an insurance saleswoman. But so my question is, it, Cole is crazy, right? Because he, he can't die because now we have a time paradox because he'll never Why? make it to Why? the future in order to go back. No, if he dies right then, he can never live through the virus in but order he, to go back. He, he, he didn't. He didn't. He, but his he but he's a kid. He did as a kid. Yeah, the yeah. child child him still goes through there. Child him is there. He lives his whole life underground, gets sent back as an adult. It doesn't matter. He's that's his that's his future. Oh, so you're reading him as that kid. Oh, for because I didn't. I oh, didn't that read is him he is that, that kid. kid. Yeah, he oh, is 100 percent that, kid. that yep. kid for sure. Are we sure? Am I wrong here? You're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. percent. That's the kid. And that's why he has <laughs> that's why he has those dreams. And he even says in the movie, he says something about I thought they were just dream right when they get to the airport. Sorry, I literally just rewatched this like today, so I've got the details fresh. But literally, but, when they get into the airport, he's like, 
this is this my is, dream, yeah. but I've been here. I just realized I've been here. So like he realizes once he gets there that he was actually there as a kid. But if he's the kid, are, isn't isn't his present time like the future? Isn't the future like 1998? Weren't they no. just trying to send him back like two years? No, 2035. Oh, it's 30 I, I years. 30 years. Uh, yeah. OK. Yep. 2035 okay. is where they're. Yeah. Okay. Which is the other reason that that proves that the lady on the plane is from the future because she was the same age as she was when she was talking to Cole in the future. So she had to have gone back in time to do that because she's the same age. No, and I get that, but like the part, Jamie, that's not the part I wanted you to help me with. The part <laughs> about oh, Casey <laughs> is no, like it, like yeah, sure, they did all these things to, and he tried to kill, you know, uh, the guy with the ginger with the red ponytail, and he he didn't get to him so like the her saying i'm insurance is because cole didn't perform his job but she's there as insurance and is gonna like f that guy up is that not right they don't want Chad, yeah that they don't want she's insurance because they don't want him to die they just want to get the virus from him they want no they want the virus to happen even they want it to destroy the Chad, world. are you under the impression if, they want the virus to happen they want it to happen but they need but to I also have don't think the they virus can change it they can't change it, but they're getting they're too. getting the origin of it so they can use it to have a cure in the future. That's what okay, that's what I understood. Yeah. Not that like she's insurance and then they're gonna make a bunch of money in the future or whatever Casey is saying. <laughs> right. I might be making that up. <laughs> insurance. It's a Geico but commercial. Casey, yeah, Casey, I'm sorry, my my issue was uh I didn't think that they wanted it to happen nor or that they could think they could stop it like the past already happened like they can't change the past he kept on saying that I think she was there to like find yes the origins of what all that happened and then they could fix their their current 2035 present Right but but I guess explore that further though let's say they got the original virus in the past brought a sample to the future cured it they have the power to go back in time. Why wouldn't they go back in time and give the cure again? Well, it doesn't you know fix their, like it doesn't fix their future though, right? Like then it's, you just create another. They don't. They, can't, they don't. I don't know. They don't know that, do they? They don't have like the theory of time travel down, and nor do we even as mere mortals know what would happen. Are there multiple universes? Right. That's all theory. I think if you're in the future and you know the the cure and you could go back in time, shit. I think they try it. But I think so, the for me, I think that they, something they try to lock down in the film now is they keep beating you over the head with like you can't change the past. Like, right, the past is the past. I and, yeah, they said it so many times. And like Bruce Willis is like the conduit to like everything he sees and is getting. Like they're kind of scrapping this evidence together throughout the film in the future and piecing it together. To find out actually who is the one that um, spread this virus. And that's how they nail down to actually get the the origin of the virus and, and bring it back to the future. Because otherwise they wouldn't have so any. The, other, the, the like, thing that. Um, they wouldn't have any need to travel did, back to the future if they didn't want to. He if, fix I think the virus he changed the future, the future a little or bit. Travel to the that's past why she was insurance. Fix. Yeah. I think I think the fact so remember uh, Brad Pitt's dad, like the the psychologist called him and said, he's going to do this crazy thing. And he changed like his security procedures because of that. Like maybe that was a change that didn't happen until Cole went back. Cole's influence on that could have changed something. 
And so maybe there was maybe they were worried that, oh, shoot, he can actually this isn't how it used to happen. Now it's happening a little different. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I have any other evidence as to why that would be, though. So what you're saying is you want to rewrite this movie. So <laughs> like Madeline Stowe goes up to little kid Bruce Willis and carves in a, his arm. Don't trust the ginger in the ponytail. So then in the future, Bruce Willis will see, have this scar. It just like in Looper, but, she, but he never meets <laughs> the ginger, the ponytail. If anything, she should have told him, come find me so I can kill this dude. When he comes to my book signing, but if that's anything, the cons- Cassandra to blame. paradox or whatever. She's right? to blame. It's her fault. The dude tried to, to give her a warning when he was talking about, you know, she disrespects the virus or something like that. He was I, being I, crazy from day one. I felt just as guilty as Madeline Stowe because they, they totally got me. I, I, whenever David Morse is in a movie, he's the bad guy more likely than not, you know? So he's at the book signing <laughs> yep. and he's the scientist. And when we got to the end, I was like, damn it. I should have known it was him the whole time. And he was creepy. It was creepy in that book scene. He's not the oh, bad like guy. Was I, I, I like the guy the getting guy. like the book sign right before him. He's like, I'm going right out to get a vaccine right away or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go out and get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, actually, hold on. I want to bring up one more thing to, yeah. to validate my theory on they wanted it to happen. Never once did they tell Cole to stop it from happening. He was just to get information. Yes. And yeah. maybe that goes back to them not thinking the, the past can be changed. Wait, or maybe they, they know that. Why, but like, why did they bring a whole army then with Cole? Like, why did they bring his buddy and then the white-haired guy that always, like, punched him in the face or whatever? You know what I mean? They brought, like, the guards. Oh, like, yeah, you know yeah. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No. Like the yeah, the white the guards... haired, like flat top guard was like going up the escalator. Yep. He was like, "See, Cole, we're all here." Like you did it, buddy. Yeah. We've got your message. We found it. I think that was they just wanted to make sure that even if he killed that dude, that someone got the box, got okay. the virus, and okay. kept it yes. going. Yep. All right, Casey. I just I feel like I can just stop your theory right now. <laughs> Why right, send anybody to the past then? The if the virus if they want the virus to happen, the virus happened. Why send anybody to the past? What's they the point? want? They need to they find the, or- to the future. They want it. They oh, want. Sorry, they want the origin of the virus. They need the the virus, the origin of it for the future. So the Correct. virus mutated, and that's what effed up the planet. They need to know the original virus so they can cure it, so they can be immune and go back to the surface. They don't want to yes. live underground anymore. Yes, that's I understand that. That's what that's I think all. too. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't they don't want the virus to No, 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 but they they want the people to die. They want the earth to be purged and then they want to come up and be cool on this like 150th populated planet. They want everyone to die. They just want the future to be able to go back to the surface. Okay. They don't see, want to I'm... stop it. That's okay. what I'm that's my theory, I guess. Okay, I get it. So mine is similar except for I think yeah. that they can't change the past. Sure. I think, but they want the virus, so yes, they can go back up to the surface, and then they will live with their, like, whatever, one billion population sure, that sure. is left, and not <laughs> six billion, whatever. Okay. So it. my reading is more <laughs> malicious intent. Yours is just with the parameters of time travel that it is impossible to change it. I'm See, I'm with, I'm with are, you on that, evil. James. Like... I'm with you. As like you can't, can you can't change the past. They're just they needed Cole to basically identify who had the virus and pass it around the world. They don't want to stop that from happening, but they need the original virus to help them with the cure in the future. I can buy that. Yeah, correct. <laughs> 
So is Guys, it safe to say that all three of you think that he actually did travel through time? Because that was one of my big questions: is did he? He's travel not through crazy. Time or is he crazy? He's not crazy. No, I don't no that would crazy. defeat the perp. That doesn't make it. That wouldn't make any sense. Okay, hold I, on, I, stop, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm it's not like done yet, guys. Bob Newhart's "I Just Woke Up from a Dream" paradox. Hold on, I'm not done yet. What's the What's the point of insurance then? If they didn't want it to happen, why Why does it matter if they know where it came from? They can't bring anything back. He was never able to bring anything back. Sure, well, he maybe he they know the where to. Maybe He's they, a good little soldier, or maybe they, they didn't. He didn't throw it back up or anything. We don't know that the spider made it back. Maybe they Dude, take he, a they take a vial, they hide it and somewhere, they and they could they find it. Then they could go back and find it in the future, like where it was left. Oh yeah, I guess I could see that. I mean, yeah, you could be, do several different things. <laughs> I what, don't else, know. I, what else, James? <laughs> this know. is why this is why like time travel movies are so fun. Well, that's why I love time travel. <laughs> well, that's why directly after this movie, uh, I watched Looper, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and it's been a long time since I watched that, and I'm like, is that just like that one was? Remember? Yeah, that one was still blowing my mind. Uh, where like, uh, yeah, has anybody have you guys seen Looper? Yeah, I yeah. have. There, yeah, there's the scene where like, you know, uh, the older version of them gets sent to the past. The younger version doesn't, you know, kill him, kill him, so he runs away. And then there's a scene where they like the mob or whatever catches up with him and slowly or catches his younger self and starts cutting off limbs. So his older self is also starts like losing an arm or losing a finger <laughs> and then losing a leg. And it like they start like carving in his arm, like meet me here. And like so now his arm is scarred, so he knows where to go. Like. That whole like concept was like blowing my mind. <laughs> God, that movie guys, is so good. I, I need to watch this movie again because I got to be honest. I I thought Bruce Willis was crazy. No, I, <laughs> yeah, no. I well, it's I went into the movie and like most of the way through, I was like, oh, it's time travel because it's Terry Gilliam. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, it's not gonna not be a time yeah. travel movie because it's Terry Gilliam. But then, I I think Casey, you kind of cracked it back open for me with your explanation there because i can I, I gotta watch it again i can tell you something i read this and i can tell you i had a moment where i, I did think that though jamie i'm watching this again and which i don't think it is but what made me think it was is that the florida keys there's a florida keys advertisement when he's in the nut house then there's a florida keys advertisement on the radio when he comes back in time again like a year later or two years later how many years it is like after he kidnaps her and they're in the car yeah it's um, like 90 and then 95 yeah. and then, then there's like yeah then there's one again when they're in like the hotel room and there's like time travel themed cartoons on the tv when they're in the hotel room and there's this kind of like the cartoons that are on while they're in like the the nut house are like kind of like time travel or like somehow connected to that where it's like i can see where you can make that argument uh, for that um but if that's the argument where does he live in the past and he's hallucinating the future because he he dies in the airport right like that has to be reality yeah yeah so yeah. would that mean that he's he's hallucinating that he's from the future going back in the past and he's actually just in the insane asylum or maybe it's like maybe it's like you can use both. Maybe it's like a disorder, like a delusion from traveling in time back in time. Right. Like Maybe. he's been Maybe. going back and forth so many times. Then you got like these memories. Well, wait, that... but, but Jamie's theory is that he never went back in time. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, crazy, right. Right. Gotcha. Yep. Well, how do you just... explain like Madeline Stowe's character of like, she basically is the character that is proving that 
he's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she thinks he's crazy. She, by the end of the movie, realizes he's not from all the proof that she's gained from the bullet that's in his leg, the picture yeah. from World War One, like all these different little things that have been happening. Like when she goes and leaves the message on the answering machine for the, like the cleaner place, he, she comes back. Yeah, she's all like, excited. Yeah. And he just like repeats. That's yeah, a brilliant that's a good scene. scene. Brilliant scene. Yeah. So I have an answer. It's I, I did some Wikipedia research. And it's a, uh, and again, I, I'm not. It's even bulletproof, sure I, bulletproof <laughs> research on Wikipedia. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even sure I believe this. Is it from anymore, a Anon? You guys might be talking me out of it, but um, so folie du is French for madness for two, and it's also known as shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, and it is when hallucinations or delusional beliefs are transmitted from one individual to another. And it's it happens a lot in families, I guess. Um, you know, parents what? making their kids believe different things, or siblings drawing their siblings into other, you know, their delusions. So, I, I, like that would be the best case I have. But reading a little bit further, it's no longer recognized by the DSM five, so it might be outdated. What about oh, the I Jackson five? I should have asked my it? wife. She's uh, she knows the DSM. <laughs> manual as a therapist but um. yeah so so i i don't know i thought that was kind of fun though that he could like make his psychiatrist crazy but okay because i was gonna say as a family the way you described it is like siblings like in the parents are the the cause of the psychosis and then that's how that happens that makes sense to me but yeah yeah the fact that two adults like a adult that she think i don't know i guess technically that happened between the joker and harley quinn that's exactly what yeah. I wrote down. It's hard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's really funny. But but that's you know, awesome. honestly, I I couldn't come up or I couldn't find um, a term or an example of a patient drawing their um, therapist into their delusions. So, but I think, I think it's, it's it's a little Stockholm syndrome too, though, because you yeah. did kidnap her. So it's not just a patient, you know, therapist relationship at that point. And and that kind of lends itself to your theory too, right? Like if if she was suffering from Stockholm syndrome and was like in love with her captor and he's feeding her all these delusions of time travel, you know, maybe she'd buy into it. It's very much Harley Quinn at that point. But then I'd yeah. still go with like the bullet that they find. Like it said, like we never caught a scene where like she's holding a bullet yeah. and her her friends are like, like, okay, put down the banana. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like, <laughs> and the cop, the cop knew the bullet was an antique. So that's like, did they dilute? Was they were they? imagining that with the that one cop guy was like yeah the the bullet you pulled out was an antique well and that or was and, it that they that was that never in his leg and they were just thinking the bullet you know what i'm saying is that what that would say he said it in his pocket the, the entire time because his like grandfather yeah. gave it to him <laughs> is that a bullet I think it's in an, your pocket or are you just happy <laughs> so, i don't know i think that one's an interesting theory jamie and i love the research you did on it uh i'm gonna not buy that one but the, hey well, it, wait, you know what though on. That does make me want to watch it again. <laughs> the, but you're didn't right. Bruce Willis have a penchant for? Didn't he have the ass watch? Wasn't that a movie? He he is <laughs> yeah, pulp yeah, yeah, pulp, pulp fiction, right? Pulp there you go. So he has a penchant for carrying <laughs> right? things around right? for a long yeah. time, right? <laughs> it was actually it was actually uh, Christopher Walken's butt. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Same. same. I mean, it was his dad, so it runs the family. Yeah. It's all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all fair and game when it's yeah, it wasn't a I, it wasn't a, a watch. It was a bullet. I learned about the prison wallet when I was a child. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it, Nature's it, pocket. 
to your point, <laughs> that, that, that was like the smoking gun where I, I couldn't explain that. So that was the one where I'm like, he's probably traveling through time because we have no evidence that he's like a weapons expert or a history collector or anything like that. But we do have pictures of him in World War One. So... So then with the bullet and the spider, are we just under the assumption that if like his skin is basically the barrier of what can travel through time with him like or someone? Well, no. Did he go back in time naked when he was first caught? Did he have some of his plastic still on when he was cuffed? I, guess I think we don't well, know how he comes through. They don't show any of that. No, they they catch him. They say he's just fighting with officers. So wherever he ended up, like we never see him because they clothe him, I think. And the only time we is see he... him naked is the World War One scene. Wait, wait, wait! I and think it... you just—I think oh, you just okay. highlighted something here, Casey. So if he can bring a bullet with him from World War One to the future, or through time, through like so World War One, then he ends up in 1996 yep, or yep, whatever, yep. right? Then yeah. you could take a vial of yeah. the virus if you swallowed it or something, right? That's what I was thinking. Right, nature's all pocket. Right, all right. Yeah. Right. She, she uses nature's pocket and takes it right? <laughs> well do you think the people in the future are immune the people that are underground were they immune to the virus and that's why they didn't die or did they get underground see that's they, my assumption if, is that they're somewhat immune to it so she's totally cool sitting on the plane if next they to were the virus if they boy. were immune though why would why? they need to go underground? Oh, you're right. They wouldn't need it. You're they right. wouldn't, it wouldn't yeah. matter. They wouldn't need all the sterilization too. They like to go above ground and like when they came back yeah. in, like Yeah, you're right. Getting scrubbed down with <laughs> brushes and spray down. I love all size, that stuff. That's so full cool. size body Full size body cum, yeah. Straight out of naked gun. <laughs> well, I thought that that was uh, you're talking about them getting scrubbed too, but that I thought was a really uh I thought that was a really cool juxtaposition how he got sprayed and scrubbed. In the future, and then goes yeah, to insane asylum. Yeah. It gets sprayed and scrubbed. I was like, "Wow, that's I like that." That's clever. listen here, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What'd you do, Cole? Did you just take drugs in the future? <laughs> I was forced <laughs> to take drugs. <laughs> yeah, know, that's great. <laughs> forced. <laughs> oh, great! Can I, can I ask you guys about Bob? That was the like the one I couldn't. I couldn't, I didn't yeah. have an answer for it. So that may be another thing too, is like, is Bob in his head? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I think it has to be, doesn't it? That one but, I couldn't figure out oh, I either. Guess, I guess it yeah. doesn't have to be. Or like the hobo too, right? Right, the hobo thing it throws me off, right? Because yeah. if he came up and he sounded the same, said the same things. So like clearly that wasn't just in his head because uh, What's-Her-Face heard it too. And he had heard that voice before he met the hobo. Therefore, he couldn't have just like, had that hit the voice in his head turn into the hobo's voice. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a that's weird. I'm I don't know where to put that. Waiting for Jamie to go. Well, I did some research on Wikipedia and <laughs> please and Bob <laughs> Bob stands for brain out of balance. When yes. you spell Bob, yes. when you spell Bob is. backwards, it still spells Bob. <laughs> what? And when oh you spell gosh. it upside down, it still says it's a, Bob. It's a palindrome. Bob. Time travel. Oh my god. <laughs> But if you spell Bob with no uppercase letters and turn it upside down, it spells pop. Wait, did Nolan rip that off for Tenet? Is that what you just said? (laughs) Bob was the original Tenet? Yeah, Bob's the original Tenet. (laughs) Caught. Good idea. God, Chris Nolan is bullshit. (laughs) Oh, jokers. Plagiarizing son of a bitch. All right. What's... um, 
let's talk about how this movie has aged. Like, um, does this age well? Does it still hold up? What's aged the best? What's aged the worst? It's interesting because I, I feel like for somebody, I feel like our age, it's still aged well. I can think because we yeah. have expectations. I think if I showed this to, let's say, like just like a 16, 20 year old, I don't think they would be into it. The things that I don't think aged well, the soundtrack didn't sound very modern. It was fine, but there were times where it just felt out of what I'm used to in, in terms of like the background music. And there were a few instances where I don't know if they did a lot of dubbing after the fact or had any of that, but it just, I don't know. Maybe it's a nineties thing, but in some, especially Brad Pitt in some of his scenes, they, especially the one when they were at his parents' house, they had to have rec re, like dubbed his. Yeah. His lines, there was a uh, lot of his lines that just felt so weird. Yeah, I felt the and same that, way. that took me out of it yeah. too. That felt a little dated. That's what drove me nuts about the great Gatsby. Like that entire movie is like that, but I it digress. It all felt like that too. I haven't seen that. In a, in, yeah. In the entire fucking movie. I'd have to watch that, that again. I didn't catch that yet. I never felt like that when I saw that. Really? I was like convinced when you were saying that about Gatsby that uh, your speaker and Blu-ray were off. I'm like, what no, are you talking about? No, I'd like picked it up from the beginning. I was like, I got to look this up. And it sounds like it was like the entire movie. Then as I watched it, it's like, yeah, it sounds like it's almost the entire movie. Then Maybe the like up. CGI feel of Gatsby, though, helped mask it for me. In, in 12 Monkeys, it took me out because it wasn't every piece of dialogue that felt like that. It was just a good amount of Brad Pitt's lines yeah. that he would deliver felt kind of dubbed over like that. Yep. Yeah. I caught that too. But in terms of uh, the story and dialogue, the only other thing that would have maybe taken it out of time is it is, it's just like an older movie. So it's not in HD or anything crazy like that. But those are the only things that I think would make it, you know, not hold up um, because it's such, especially the dystopian future stuff is so Gilliam, so styled that, it's hard to even place when exactly it was made just because it is such a unique take on, on like a dystopian future kind of steampunky underground thing. I think it can live mostly out of time. I think like when you talk about the score, the music to it, like, are you just talking about like the accordion type theme stuff? Uh, not just that there are, there are a couple like scenes where like the, just the background orchestral music, the score itself would maybe, Maybe it just got a little too loud for the scene or it wasn't mixed how I'm used to. And and again, it wasn't bad. It just felt different. And maybe that just helped pull me out, not even pull me out of it, but just helped me kind of realize that this is a slightly older movie. Gotcha. Hey, uh, out of curiosity, does anybody or has had anybody watch the 12 Monkeys TV show? Negative. What? No. Is it about the same thing? It's a series of yeah, really 12 monkeys. It's 2015 like it's like to 2018. It's got a few different, seasons. Yeah, I think it's different characters, but kind of like the same premise. But yeah, I think it went so on for like per, four seasons. Yeah, it's at least four seasons. It looks like a fifth one should be coming up potentially. I don't know. But or well, I guess not if it's 2018. <laughs> um, so they had high hopes. They're shopping around at Netflix right now. Uh, follows the journey of a time traveler from the post-apocalyptic future who appears in present day on a mission to locate and eradicate a source of a deadly plague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, plague that. Oh, I was hoping they were going to give me some insight saying and right. ne- make sure it never <laughs> happened <laughs> again. <laughs> See, lawyer. <laughs> Boom. You've been served. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go into box office here. 
Da, 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 da. So I had a budget of $29.5 million and raked in $168.8 million. So it's a moneymaker. Boom. And it came out it, crazy. It came out like December 29th, 1995. I think it was like a limited re- release. And like a week later, it was um, a wider release in January. Well, and I know it's a quirkier film, but do you think, I know earlier we were kind of arguing like, oh, do you think Bruce Willis is the right for this role? And even at the time, Brad Pitt like was this like heartthrob guy, like was he right for the crazy character he played? But I think on a poster, you put Brad Pitt and Bruce Willis together, like in 1995, this movie's going to make money. Yeah. Yep. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a lot of movie for, or a lot of money for January release. Yeah, it's um, going to ratings reviews too, like Rotten Tomato has an 89% critic score, the 88% audience score. IMDb is uh, 8 out of 10 average and 74% on Metacritic. So I'm pretty high overall. So it seems like it's still holding up over time, which I would agree with. Um one of my favorite movies. I don't think it's like the the best movie, but it's like I think it's just such an awesome story and just kind of how it's told and the kind of kind of steampunkish kind of dystopian future and the time travel and just kind of putting all those pieces together throughout the movie is is really cool. It's really good for that. And it's time travel. I time travel. I'm a sucker for time travel. Same. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of any any story that's original that isn't a reboot, isn't a spinoff, and I actually like it when they make a film and leave it alone. It doesn't always need a sequel. Yeah. You don't need to keep dragging it on. So anytime that we can get just a good story, a good movie, something that you enjoy watching, you can watch it again, um, and it kind of just lives on its own in its own little bubble of of pop culture. Uh, I like that. Does anybody have like? Um, a favorite time travel movie outside of this that you would recommend that you can think of? God, I feel like I've just gone down that rabbit hole recently. Like seriously, just talk about Looper. Like I recommended for anybody to watch again. It was really, really good. Um, otherwise, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen um the Avengers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there he is. Wait, what? <laughs> You <laughs> when he said that, I went to the the Uma Thurman Avengers movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that one with uh God, what's it Ray Fines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, No, for- I don't know. I think uh for me, and I don't even know if it's necessarily time travel, because I mean do you consider interstellar time travel technically? No, because like I time mean, is just hard beating to- up. It's just relativity that it's really yeah, about, not yeah. time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. So I guess I wouldn't really fall into it. I guess like as when I think yeah, it would be like the most realist. Like if you talk about if you could really time travel, I guess you can technically say that McConaughey actually did travel into the future. Yep, right? yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess you could technically say that. But I don't know. I'll just go back and say but, my favorite. But, uh, time hold on. Are we all whoa, 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 traveling whoa, whoa. to the future right now? That we're, that's what we're doing. I'm yeah. currently just going a lot slower. That's all. Yeah. Well, if he, yeah, true. I guess. <laughs> uh, my favorite time relative. travel movie is uh, Terminator 2. <laughs> Ooh. Boom. 
It's very uh, obviously Bill and Ted has to be on that list. Gotta <laughs> love Bill and Ted. Do you consider Groundhog Day a time travel movie? I do not. Yeah, I don't either. Just the repetition of it, because he doesn't get the choice to travel through. Is that is that what makes a time travel movie where you do it with intention? If there's no flux capacitor, that does not make time travel possible. So it doesn't work for Groundhog Day. <laughs> and Tony Stark had also- a fl- Tony Stark had a flux capacitor. Yeah, we yep, all know yep. this. We know the T1000 had one built inside him. We all know this. And I think that's, that's like a stuck in time movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, throw... that's more of a he's in limbo movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was going to put Edge of Tomorrow in there too because I, when I saw that, I was actually blown away, and it was way better than my expectations had I given to me. I yeah, that was that. a fantastic. They're uh, they are making it's a, really good. They are making a sequel. No idea what it's going to be about, but same, dr- the same edge director. Of and today. I think everyone signed on. The no, it's, it's just yesterday. It's going to be called what everybody else called it: "Live, Die, Repeat." Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Worst poster ever. That's yeah, but, what I thought it was but that's what the too. movie's going to be called. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Chad, give that one a watch. That's a uh, a really good. Uh, unique. I guess it's not unique because it's basically Groundhog's Day plus Aliens. But I don't know. I like that. Yeah, movie that's a lot. been on my list for like a long time to watch. I've been just. It's a fun kinda... popcorn flick. Awesome. I haven't seen Looper though. Gotta so see you Looper doing it. Up. Yeah, to talking it. it up. Yeah, I gotta, get up there. gotta see it. Oh, it's yeah. fucking I think, Hey, rad. wait. I think you said you're alone this weekend, man. Don't do video games after this. I think you check out Looper. Just put it on right now. Yeah. Go for it. This one's a bit of a left turn, but has anyone seen About Time? Uh, is that that romantic comedy? Oh. Yeah. I really like that one. I did too. Oh. Wait, let's find a, let's wait, find a time movie time? that I don't like, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Richard I'm thinking of. Curtis. It was like In Time, the. The that's the feet. Justin Timberlake oh, that movie was such Amanda a Seyfried was it bad I didn't see oh, that one sucks yeah no this one's good this one's Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams it's a time travel rom com a lot better than you would think oh that's what I would expect oh. coming from you that's that's a that's a good off the <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not it is. Um. <laughs> I do have two of them that I just thought of that are I, that I really enjoy that are off the cuff because you mentioned the time travel rom com. Did anybody see Safety Not Guaranteed? No. Yes, it, I did see that one, and that it's was on Netflix, film. I believe, right now. Yeah. It's very good. It's with the guy uh, Mark Duplass and oh. Ella, what's her name? Yeah, Andre Aubrey Plaza is in it. Yep. And it's the whole the movie premise was based off of an actual, uh, I think it was like a Craigslist ad. For like it, where the prim- the paraphrasing was seeking a companion for time travel adventure, safety not guaranteed, and like like and then uh, somebody like from the New York Times or something like that went to go interview this guy about what this was about, and that that was like a real story. But then that's what they based this script off of, and so it's I thought it was really it's really cute and I think really funny. Uh, but I think that one was well done, and then the other one was. Um, uh, frequently asked questions about time travel. Did anybody see that one? <laughs> no, I didn't, no. but I, I thought I heard about that one. That one is got, oh, I cannot think of his name. I don't know, but look, uh, I'd have to Google it. But anyways, that one's another one where I threw it on on a whim. I think it was on HBO a long time ago. And I la- like, that was the best comedy I'd seen in a long time at, uh, when I watched it. Uh, frequently asked questions about it. Yeah, so anyways, I recommend those if you haven't seen them. 
Speaking kind of sidetrack. Speaking of uh, uh, Duplass, have you seen the Duplass brothers uh, series that they did togetherness? I think it was like a HBO series. Like it was only on for like two seasons. No, I never saw that one. Really good. I mean, that's like for me, it was like, oh, my God, this kind of like captures like to be like a 30 somethings, you know, like maybe early 40 somethings like couples like it's like maybe not in the spot or position you are and want to be in life. It's it's really good. Kind of like two seasons, like eight episodes each, like half hour episodes. But um, I wanted to recommend a time travel movie that is probably up there with one of my favorite time travel films. It's a Spanish film um, called Time Crimes. And a donde? It, <laughs> <laughs> called Time Crimes. And I remember it, it was one of the first um, like movies I watched on Netflix streaming, like on my Xbox, <laughs> like whatever, 13 years ago or something like that. Um so definitely, if you can find that, it's it, that movie is always bouncing around on some kind of like free streaming service like Tubi or something like that. But check that out. It's it's really awesome. It's it's subtitled, but it's so cool. And it's really like the scope of like where like the time travel stuff is occurring is like really small. Like this isn't like across like many lands or countries or nations. It's like <laughs> like it in like a neighborhood almost, but it's fucking it's really cool i love it it's awesome kind of creepy but yeah definitely check that out time crimes huh yeah time crimes i'm on it yeah yeah i just added both of those to my watch list Uh. all right um are we i mean back to the future okay there one of us said it but we don't have to (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's just assumed it's the best yeah. time travel I, uh, movie, right? Like, it's not even worth talking about. Right. I mean, Maybe more of like, uh, are going, how did they not mention this? <laughs> right. Screaming at their phone or whatever they're <laughs> listening to. <laughs> All right. James, do you have a, do you have a question for us this week? Oh, if not, man, that's okay. I gotta get, yeah, I gotta get back on that. I don't, I can, I mean, okay. I can think of one off the top of my head. If you were a time traveler, no, I've got, I got nothing. I'm not going to do that. I guess fine. The simplest one would be if you could uh, if you could time travel like either past or future, which would it be? And like, what are your expectations? So example would be, I guess future, whatever. But let's just say if I could go back to the past, uh, like I would like to be in like maybe just 30s and 40s style. I feel like uh, I like their garb a lot better. And uh, maybe I would do better as a hustler. Uh, That's just me. Anybody else? Are we talking like Avengers Endgame timeline changing stuff or like multiverse time travel? Because that's a loaded question. Uh, I think I would like to assume that you could go back and hang out, but you're not going to be changing the future. So can you interact? So we're not talking uh, Christmas Carol. Just go back and check it out. I think it's more of a, yeah, I was thinking check it out, but if you want to go back and touch your uh, other self and then combust in time, that's <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Or go back and kill Hitler. Or you can go back and kill Hitler. You go back and kill Hitler. That's fine. Yeah, you can well, make if that's happen. the case, then I'm definitely going to go and have dinner with Patrick Swayze before he died. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but you can kill Hitler. It's like, Hitler, Patrick Swayze, I don't know. Now I've 
head. That's like, yeah, you know, the, wait, can I, the condition can, he ghosts can, me can, like that. You know, we do some pottery together. Can I? That's the old school definition of ghosting. Can I say that is like one of the dumbest like fucking icebreaker questions like anybody can ask? It's like, oh, if you could travel back in time, who would you like to travel back in time with and have lunch with? Like, and would it be on your bucket list? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't, there's like this 23 year old kid that's on my team and he said something about being on this bucket list. I'm like, dude, I was like, you're 23 years old. You shouldn't have a bucket list. You should have a dude. Well, what, if my bucket list, <laughs> what if my bucket list is a list of buckets that I might purchase? Right, right. I need a five gallon bucket. I need a three exactly. gallon bucket. I need a one if gallon want- bucket. If you want a better icebreaker question, this is my go-to and my favorite thing to ask that I've stolen from the internet is, would you rather fight one duck-sized horse or a hundred horse-sized... Wait, no, sorry. One horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, one horse-sized duck. I live like, really. I, that bill is gigantic. <laughs> I, I agree, but then it's like I don't know. I feel like I don't have to run as much. It's more pivoting, um, right? You just like you can just focus. You can just focus on one thing too. Versus like this is like that. Would you fight like an army of kids? Right? Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> How many kids could you fight right? at once? That's a good question. I don't know. I struggle with two sometimes, but <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> Three or four toddlers could take me down. For totally, sure. dude. It's just like because they know they always go right for the nuts. Um. Well, I guess it, like if if I had no, if I wasn't a nice person and I was actually fighting the toddlers, I feel like I could take more than them. But I just I don't think I'd have it in me. Like, they're, they're is it kids. like an, I don't right. think I could do it? Are they like demon ash kids? Like you kill one, they multiply and like start killing. No, I think it's just kids. Just, yeah, yeah, just okay. children, regular old children. I think if I could travel back in time, I would like travel like way, way back, like a time where like, you know, like five mil- million years ago, you know, like just to kind of see what the world looked like, because we just are totally have really no idea what the world looked like. We're just kind of pieced it together through fossils. So I'd do something crazy like that because it would probably be mind blowing because it would totally not. Or probably go back in time was just like just like today. There's like people in trailer houses and houses yeah, right. hanging out. Shit, man! Good luck with wearing COVID masks. Too. Right? <laughs> the stacks. Yeah. COVID three was a bitch. I heard. COVID oh my three. god! I also like to think like Chad didn't do his due diligence on research, and he's like, "Fuck! I should have bought a parka." Like I am. Right. I, I got two oh, days. I'm, star- I'm starving to death. <laughs> oh, shit, oh yeah, you can come back. Age. I guess Chad, you can come yeah. back. <laughs> Hold on, that's. I'm gonna get back to Twelve Monkeys. How did how did they know when to pull him back? Like when he got yanked back when he was uh, in the river or whatever. Was that just random? Did they just decide to yank him back? Did it expire? They never assume- talked about the return trip. I thought the return trip was supposed to be like when he left messages, like they were going to get him, but like that didn't happen. So the first time when I think they pulled him back and that's why they were so like, what did you do in your time? Like they were so skeptic because they didn't get his message. You didn't leave this message and all this other stuff. So I think they just started pulling him back randomly. Yeah. That was a detail I couldn't suss out. Hey, did you answer uh, the time travel question, Jamie? I didn't. I, I'm glad I got lots of time to think about it, though. And I, I too, would go pretty far back, but not quite as far back as you, Chad. I want to know what happened to the Mayans. Like, they were brilliant civilization, figured shit out, and then they were just gone. 
you know, or their civilization as we know it. So I, I, I would check in on them and see what they had this weird chieftain that took power <laughs> and his last name was Trump. It was really weird. <laughs> weird. Thanks for opening the door to this, Indian Jamie. Casino. This makes me think of uh, why I hate the show Ancient Aliens. Because <laughs> like, it's like, oh, there's no way a previous civilization would have the the knowledge to do these crazy things and have to be aliens that did it. <laughs> it's like, actually they were really smart. They figured out where all of the stars were. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like think of it today. Like, Oh, I don't have my phone. Oh, Cause back in the day they used a compass and stars to travel oceans. Like, right. <laughs> yep. I'm screwed. If I go like half a state away. Right. Oh, or Google if, maps is down. What the hell? Wait, or out of range of a cell tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the superficial answer. I'd go back in time uh, to be able to catch Elliot Smith in concert before he died. Oh, love it. He's one of my top favorite nice. uh, artists that I cannot go see live. Damn it. Should have said Nirvana. Shit. Yeah, mm. there you go. Yeah. For those of you out you there, can't go don't back in time and change Elliot your answer. Ness nope. from <laughs> yeah, not the same. Cool. Awesome. That's a, do you, Oh, I had one thing really quick too. I wanted to share what, like what I've been watching is I watched this uh, docu series on HBO called exterminate all the brutes. And it's like, I think it's like four episodes long. Um, dude is fucking awesome. If you want like the, uh, people's history of the United States version of like, um, <laughs> of the world and like colonialism, it's fucking brutal. So it's, is it's, it like is it the United States history or what are we talking about? No, it's here? basically like the it's kind of like this guy's like idea is like he's saying like this is his, you know, this is like his or what he thinks is the origins of like white supremacy. The idea of like you can, you know, <clears throat> base uh, your superiority by bloodline, essentially, um, kind of like right after the, Cru- the Crusades and like the Spanish Inquisition. And it just goes from there it's hmm. it's really good <laughs> you said it's a documentary yeah it's like a four episode oh, documentary it's, it. it's on hbo max yeah i actually yeah, i think you found it okay yeah i'm gonna get into that that sounds actually pretty yeah, it's really good chad your documentary game is on that's one thing i think you and i have been able to agree on so far yeah <laughs> good yeah, i'm glad we can agree on something because otherwise i just feel like i'm an asshole we actually had one more thing during this pod that I was going to call out, and I forgot what it was. Oh, it was that we think Casey's theory was stupid. Casey's theory? Oh, fuck. <laughs> see what you did there, James. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you there, Kate? Uh, Casey's. He's. I'm just not talking because I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Casey. Casey. I feel attacked. Casey, did I hear some rocks rattling around in a glass earlier? Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's oh. empty. I got to go make another one. <laughs> Alone at home is what all I'm saying. <laughs> womp womp. All right. If you guys don't have anything else to add, we can close this up. This was fun. This was a good conversation. Ooh, the yeah. only thing I wanted to bring up, yeah. time travel movies. I've heard okay. Primer is amazing, and I Primer. have not seen it yet. Likewise. It was like that hella low-budget, like super low-budget time travel movie, but it's supposed to just be really good and really gritty. 
Yeah, that was also, on Netflix forever. James, did you see yeah. it? I did not see that one. I hit him saying that. I thought he was going to, uh, to say a different movie that I just thought of as well. So I was going to say one last one, which okay. was uh, no. And I think this one's super like scientific and confusing too, which is probably why I've been afraid to watch it. But what do you what do you think it on Jimmy? James? Uh, there was another one, um, Predestination. I don't know if anybody had ever heard or seen that one. I think it came out a couple years ago, um, and. Uh, I got it at like one of those target online returns where it ended up being like $3 uh, deal. So mm-hmm. I do own it. Otherwise I don't think I would have purchased it otherwise. Cause I was like, it was only, it was worth one viewing. Uh, well it was worth a viewing. And then I'm like, man, I'm going to watch this again, but it's going to be some time because it gets weird anyways. Uh, <laughs> but it's one to give you an idea. It's an Ethan Hawke movie. So, you know, he's only doing weird movies these days. Oh, sweet. This is really high rated too on IMDb. It's, it's a weird uh, loophole, uh, like weird thing where he's uh, like basically a person from the past is trying to find a serial killer. They also keeps traveling through time. So they keep going back and forth, like chasing each other through time. Um, and it gets it gets goofy. So I'd rather you guys just watch it rather than me give away any clues if you are going to see it. Cool. It's on my list. And then when and then we should definitely talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go see it. Let's do it. Fuck if we're all going to see it and talk about it, might as well record it and do a pod on it. Yeah. Well, cool. That's actually maybe that's what we do is like we do three more time travel movies and just get in this paradox of so we do like Looper, uh, the Time Crimes, and then Predestination or whatever the primer one was. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That sounds awesome. I don't know. I mean, fuck. Just I, the time. A I pod lost in time. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't know why we need to change the time, the thing. This thing is called Movie Time Machine. Why have we not been talking more about time travel movies? Yeah, actually, I had that thought. <laughs> I had that <laughs> thought going the movie, into this. The movie The Time Machine. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Yeah, we could talk about that. would be awesome. That, those are all awesome movies that are sound awesome movies, so... Sound like awesome films. But, yeah, I don't know. Cool. We could do whatever we want, cool. honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. We have all the time in the world. Close her up, Chad. Okay. Before we go, we want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. And remember, new episodes drop on Fridays. Please send your questions, comments, and feedback to moviemachinepod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at moviemachinepod and learn about when new episodes are dropping on your favorite podcasting services. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. See you. See ya. Bye.